game day elevations that could elevate the passing game for the New Orleans Saints, what we're watching in Saints versus Giants, and our final thoughts, including most important players on each side of the ball. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into this bonus Saturday episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked On NFL, and here with you free on all platforms every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints and, you know, some bonus Saturdays every now and then as well, just like this one. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at runyourpool.com. Go check them out right now. Get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or by using the promo code locked on at checkout. So it's Saturday, which means game day elevations have been made uh, clear in public and that news is out. So wanted to make sure that we talked about them and how they impacted the game. But before we get to that, I wanted to pro- I wanted to come through because I promised you some fun news this week. and. Uh, for that news, I wanted to show you that I'll be at the game uh, on Sunday uh, in, in the press box. So we are officially an accredited podcast. I'm officially an accredited piece of media now with the New Orleans Saints. I was there during training camp, but I really the game day credentials was kind of the big thing that I was really shooting for. And they were nice enough to come through on it. So this is an opportunity for us to celebrate this together. And of course, you know, my tweets will be coming out a little bit earlier if you're following along during the game. So I might be spoiling some stuff. So be careful if you're following along on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola. But uh, this is an opportunity too for me to thank all of you because without all of you, none of this is possible. I wouldn't be able to do this show, you know, five sometimes like this week, six days a week for the past three years and to continue to move, you know, kind of up the ladder here means a ton and it's it's because of all of you. So thank you uh, for all of your support. And uh, looking forward to being able to bring you some uh, new information as well as some, uh, you know, advanced thoughts on the game, being able to actually watch it. I'll be able to see how the safeties are playing downfield. Are the receivers getting open? We'll be able to see all of that from the press box. So very much looking forward to all of that. And this won't be the only game this season. I have a couple of others that I'll be attending as well uh, as a credentialed media member. So also, if you're there, uh, hit me up and I'll find a way to say hi as well, because again, without all of you. None of this is possible. All right. All right. All right. So I, we got that. That's all the sappy stuff out of the way. Now, let me give you the news and the information that you need about your New Orleans Saints. So the Saints elevating two players from the practice squad for this game. Remember, it's a game day elevation. It's not an elevation to the active roster. So they're not officially on the active roster, but they are going to be on the game day roster going into tomorrow's matchup. This is important. This is an important detail because one of these two players has been brought up twice already. Second week in a row, that's wide receiver Kenny Stills. So he has now reached the maximum of times that the Saints can move him directly from the practice squad to the active roster. After this week, they'll either have to send him to waivers or they'll have or terminate his contract and then either re-sign him to the practice squad or add him to the active roster, or they could just add him directly to the active roster. But they'll have to make that choice this week as this is the final time that they're able to just elevate him and then move him seamlessly from practice squad to active roster. So he'll be on the game day roster here. And it's important because remember, we talked about in our keys to victory episode on Friday, how important it is for the New Orleans Saints to get the passing game going. This is a weak enough uh, New York Giants secondary that they should be able to open up the passing game quite a bit, especially 
at home and they'll you know look to do that and uh, the fans will certainly help them do that as well so there will be a lot of that opportunity out there and adding Kenny Stills seems to be something that the Saints agree helps them be able to do all of that and if you look at last week it was pretty evident right they signed him onto the active roster he wasn't active in uh the second week of the season but they elevated him up for the third week against the New England Patriots and the guy went out there and immediately played 29 snaps. They even modified a sale concept to get him open in a pocket of that New England zone. They took a uh, a shot downfield to him. It was just a little bit late, so he got caught up against the end zone. So Kenny Stills, not for nothing, got some opportunities uh, last week and also had a nice one to where he worked his way back to uh, Jameis Winston while Jameis was under pressure. So he's done all the right things. So look for him to not only just be active on game day, but be a part of the game plan in tomorrow's matchup against a weak uh, New York Giants defense. The other player that the Saints elevated is offensive tackle Jordan Mills. He's been in the NFL. This is now his eighth season in the NFL. He's been with the, let's see if I can remember this, Bears. Uh, He's been with the Bills. He's been with the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Dolphins. He's been all over the place. And now he lands with the New Orleans Saints on the practice squad, but he's being elevated. He's an offensive tackle. So it's completely and entirely connected to the Teron Armstead injury, the elbow injury that he suffered in New England or in Foxborough against New England last week. And so uh, Teron Armstead will not be active for this game. However, he was not moved to injured reserve. So Jordan Mills comes in and gives you some extra depth. Jordan, uh, excuse me, James Hurst, <laughs> lots of J names here. Uh, James Hurst will start in place of Teron Armstead. Jordan Mills gives you the depth that you need behind him. So that leaves Teron Armstead here as somebody that we could talk about because he wasn't moved to injured reserve this week. Now, the Saints did the same thing with Eric McCoy. They didn't move him to injured reserve, and with injured reserve comes three weeks that you're out, whether there are games or bye weeks, doesn't matter. But Eric McCoy still has now missed three games as he's designated out for tomorrow's game against the Giants. So even though they haven't moved Teron Armstead currently to injured reserve, it doesn't necessarily mean that he'll be back within three weeks, but certainly something to keep an eye out on. Maybe they move him next week. Maybe they just didn't feel like it was the right time to do it, or they want to keep the door open so that he might be able to return in less than three weeks. We'll see exactly what it is that happens with him. But just interesting note that they ended up not moving him there. Um, for the other guys that ended up on the injury report, as we mentioned, Eric McCoy, Tron Armstead, both out for this game. Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore, and Jameis Winston were all at different points on the injury report on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, but all of them are perfectly good to play. The injury report uh, for Demario Davis was that he was out for the birth of his child. It was not injury related, so he's back and ready to go. And then Jameis and Marshawn Lattimore are just in the midst of kind of treatment for different smaller things. Well, I mean, Marshall Lattimore had a whole hand surgery, but then he went out there and dominated last week. He'll look to do that again this week. Jameis had a, a a knee issue where he was kind of pulled back over himself by Matthew Judon when he was sacked in the New England game. And, you know, he seems to be fine, but they probably gave him some kind of treatment. So they needed to list him on the injury report, but both of them were full all week and will also be available to go tomorrow against the Giants. All right, y'all, coming up next, we're going to talk about what we're going to be watching for when it comes to the Saints and Giants game tomorrow. And it's got to do with the passing attack on both sides of the ball. Can the Saints improve on the offensive side in the passing game? Can they limit the Giants in their passing game. We'll talk about that and much more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. And I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Get Upside, the most incredible app in the world because it saves you money. Basically, they've got some partnerships with a couple of few select gas stations. You go to those gas stations, you fill up your tank, 
and they're going to give you 25 cents back if you have the app. So this is awesome. Every time you fill up, you're getting 25 cents per gallon back for whatever it is that you're paying. No more searching around, trying to find the cheapest gas station, anything like that. Just go to the one you know and love, and then you're going to get 25 cents back. And if you use the promo code touchdown on your first fill up, they're actually going to give you 50 cents back per gallon. That's cash back every time that you fill up your tank, 50 cents to get you started, 25 cents a gallon after that. And then the best of all, there's no catch, there's no contract, there's nothing you have to sign about all of it. And they'll either put it right back into your bank account for you, they'll give it to you over PayPal, or they'll send you a branded gift card like Amazon, for instance. So this is really, really cool. Some folks getting like $200, $300 back because they drive so much. If you're one of those people and you drive a ton, I actually had somebody hit me up on Twitter not too long ago, let me know that they use it and they absolutely love it, which was very kind of them. I know it works. I use it and it's great. So go and check it out. See for yourself. Get Upside. Download the app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get started with the Get Upside app. All right, family. Thanks again so much for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day here with your bonus Saturday episodes, whether you're listening to this Saturday night or you're checking us out Sunday morning. Thank you so much. Once again, remember, let me know if you're going to be around so I can try to see you at the Dome as well. I'll be up in the press box, but as I like leave and everything, I'd love to see some folks, everything like that. So feel free to hit me up at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. What I want to talk about next here is kind of taking a look at what we're going to be watching during this game, because the Saints still have some question marks, right? Like on the defensive side, they're outstanding. On the offensive side, out of three games, they've already run for over 130 rushing yards in two of those games. They, they've been great in those areas. But where are we still watching to either see, are they going to improve or is this going to hold up is also a, a viable question at a couple of spots on this team. And I think that the first place that we're really going to be watching in this game is the interior offensive line for New Orleans. They're going to be matching up with Dexter Lawrence. They're going to be matching up with Leonard Williams, who was the Giants sack leader last year. The Giants really good at getting interior pressure. They play a tight front. So they use an odd man front more times than not. And then they send an extra rusher from sort of the Rio or Leo position, which is a linebacker spot on either the right Rio or left Leo side of the, the, the line of scrimmage. And so with that, it puts a lot of pressure on the interior. And then you kind of get this one edge rusher that's coming off the side. So the good news for the Saints is that what they've struggled with the most has been blitzing, right? When you looked at the Carolina game, one of the things that gave them just sort of the most fits were all of the exotic blitz looks that Phil Snow put together for the Carolina Panthers defense, but they've still struggled on the interior as well. So getting a majority four-man rush is good for them, but the pressure coming up the middle is going to be a little bit challenging. So Will Clapp has been activated off of injured reserve and is going to be active for this game. He's back on the 53-man roster. He practiced all throughout the week. There's some there's some sort of curiosity, let's say, about whether they'll play him at center and then move Cesar Ruiz to guard, or if they'll keep Cesar Ruiz at center for this week and then keep Calvin Throckmorton at right guard. That way there's no more sort of like movement and shuffling when you're already dealing with your left tackle, having to switch out from the beginning of the game. And one of the best left tackles in the NFL, by the way, in Teron Armstead. So it would make sense to keep Cesar Ruiz where he is because that's where you're kind of most comfortable right now. But either way, he's got to improve wherever it is that you put him, right? So it, it you need to see something happen there. So keep an eye out on the interior offensive line for the New Orleans Saints before the game to figure out who's starting at center, who's at guard, if it's going to be status quo there, or if they're going to move Will Clapp in at some place. And then throughout the game, how they're actually holding up throughout. And if Will Clapp just happens to get some snaps, that will be noteworthy as well. 
throughout the next week if Eric McCoy doesn't have the ability to come back for the week five matchup against the Washington football team before the bye week. So a lot to watch there. All right. So what else are we watching over on the offensive side? And certainly it's the passing game, right? As we mentioned, Kenny Stills getting elevated, gives you another spark in that passing game. Now, can the Saints take advantage of and get more comfortable taking some shots downfield? Certainly being in the dome and being around the home crowd will certainly help all of that. But also on top of that, you're looking for the wide receivers to create separation because there have been times where they've called the shot plays, but the separation wasn't there. Jameis Winston held on to the ball because he didn't want to be because he wanted to be risk averse or the play was there. Jameis was ready to take the shot, but you had pressure up the middle that threw off all of the timing. And so you have to make a different choice as opposed to making one downfield under pressure. So now you have an opportunity here against a New York Giants defense that has allowed 10 plays of over 20 yards in the passing game so far this season to be able to add some of those big chunk yardage plays of your own. I think this is the week that we see the Saints get over 200 yards passing. We'll see if they actually get there. Now we'll jump over to the defensive side. What are we watching there? Sort of just like over on the offensive side, I'm really curious about the interior. We've seen this defensive interior. Not a lot of folks are talking about it, but we've seen the defensive interior for the New Orleans Saints perform much better than we thought that they would. Christian Ringo, Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach, these guys doing an excellent job. Tono Passing, you're rotating in there too. Fantastic job so far without David Onyemata. I mean, they haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher. They have held most of the three opponents that they've, that they've gone up against to under three yards rushing uh, per attempt. I mean, they're doing a really, really solid job so far on the defensive interior. Now, can that hold up against Saquon Barkley and then Daniel Jones, who has the opportunity to have one of those weird kind of fluke big runs as a quarterback that shuts down your, you know, your streak here to open up the season or whatever that might be? There are some interesting things that could potentially impact that. But overall, from whistle to whistle, how does this defensive interior continue to hold up? We'll get a good idea of that on Sunday because you have a an offensive line right in front of them that's dealing with a lot of shuffling around and a lot of injuries. Ben Bredesen, Shane Lemieux, and a couple of other their starters all either hampered with injury or are not even in this game at this point uh, going up against the Saints. So it's a good opportunity for the defensive interior as well as the pass rush from the edges to be able to get home against Daniel Jones. And we've seen Cam Jordan in particular get closer and closer every week. Nine total pressures, six hurries. For the guy against the uh, New England Patriots, he might get home a couple more times than he has been so far this season in this game alone. And the Saints passing defense, which has been outstanding so far, the secondary in particular. We'll be watching, you know, if it's Pete Werner again next to Demario Davis, how he performs. Pete Werner, potentially one of the future linebackers of the New Orleans Saints. So good to see him early. But you also have potentially a future corner in Paul Sinadibo, who's been holding it down so far this season opposite Marshawn Lattimore, who's also playing lights out. Marcus Williams is having what looks like the best start of his career so far. Chris Richard has done a phenomenal job with these guys getting all of the communication in place, getting everybody on the same page. Malcolm Jenkins helping a quarterback that out on the field along with Demario Davis. So the Saints passing defense and defense as a whole, here's another one. They don't need to improve, but can they maintain their high level of play? We'll get a good idea of that tomorrow against the Giants as they're going to be without two of their top receivers when it comes to passing yards leaders in Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, both of which are hamstring injuries. Saquon Barkley dealing with, a, with, with an injury himself. You've got uh, Kenny Galladay, who's going to be your starting receiver. He's dealing with a, uh, a hip injury. Kadarius Toney doesn't have a lot of experience. The rest of this wide receiver core doesn't have a lot of experience. And the Giants elevated John Ross, who's a speedster and could potentially get behind the defense. 
But if he's your best option outside of Kenny Galladay, that matches up pretty well for the level of play that the Saints defense has held up with so far this season. Now, we'll just see if they keep it going. And we'll get a good idea of that starting with this game against the Giants. Coming up next, we're going to get to our final thoughts, the difference makers for the offense and defense for the New Orleans Saints, who are the most important players on each side for this game. We'll talk about that as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, I'm going to tell you about our good friends over at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bars on the market, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. No more compromising when it comes to your protein bars. You want flavor, you want protein, you want low sugar, you want low carbs, you want health. You've got it all here on Built Bar. You don't have to take four, three, two of the five. You can get all five of those elements with Built Bar over at BuiltBar.com. Fantastic flavors. You can get nine of their standard flavors over there. Coconut, coconut, almond, German chocolate as well. If you're a coconut fan and you want to get a little bit sweeter, and if you have that sweet tooth, you can go with salted caramel. You can go with mint brownie, for instance, peanut butter brownie as well. And they always have limited edition flavors that go and go quickly on the website as well. So make sure you keep up to date over at BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's get it. Houdat Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our look at the most important player on the offense and defensive side. You might call it an X factor. You might just call it the player that makes the biggest play, whatever it might be. We're looking at who are going to be the ones that could potentially stand out the most for this team. I'm going with Demario Davis on the defensive side. By the way, we're starting on the defense. I'm going with Demario Davis on the defensive side. This one's an easy choice for me. He has been absolutely outstanding so far this season, and he is going to be the single most important player for you on this defense for this game. Because again, this is a game where the defense, the Saints offense, wherever you are, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. You should win this game. You are the better team if you are the New Orleans Saints. And so in order for you to lose this game, you have to lose this game. Demario Davis becomes the biggest insurance policy around all of that in this matchup. He's the guy that gets everybody set up. He communicates. He is the one that runs this defense and is the big time leader. He's going to give the pregame speech everything. He is from top to bottom before the whistle is blown to after the whistle is blown your leader on this defensive side. To me, Demario Davis becomes most important player in this game. Look for him to be somebody that ends up pressuring Daniel Jones quite a bit in this game. I think they'll use him as a blitzer quite a bit in this one because Pete Werner held up really well last week against two talented wide, excuse me, two talented tight ends. And you've got CJ Gardner Johnson back who can help to carry some of those tight ends as well. You've got Evan Ingram. You've got Kyle Rudolph in this one. It's a very similar setup to Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. I would even say a downgrade from Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. Now, Jonu Smith just had a bad game last week, and that worked out really well for the Saints. You can't uh, kind of, you really can't um, rely on that being the case, even though Evan Ingram is very roller coastery throughout his career. You need your coverage guys to shut down those tight ends, and you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets from New York that they'll run out of and that they'll pass out of because Daniel Jones is very comfortable there. So if you end up having those guys in coverage, Pete Werner and CJ Gardner-Johnson, it frees up Demario Davis to either you know take care of those screen passes like you saw, his, his ability to click and close and read and diagnose and do all the things that he does so, so, so well. So keep an eye out for him there, but I think also keep, him, keep an eye out on him as a blitzer getting after Daniel Jones because they'll want to 
go after and rattle the young quarterback in this one in the dome when he's already struggling with play calls and checks and protections at the line of scrimmage. Mario Davis, you coming. He coming for you. And finally, over on the offensive side, I'm going to not take Alvin Kamara's most important player. Not that he isn't. He clearly is in any game, and especially right now where the Saints are leaning in on the run game. It's just that it's a very obvious choice. I'm going to actually go with a little bit more of an X-factor feel in this one, and I'm going to highlight Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman becomes a key in this game, not only in the passing game, which is what we think of for him, right? We've sort of been waiting for him to have this breakout sophomore season to go out there and you know be the big receiving threat that he's been expected to be and that he is still expected to turn into. However, his ability in the run game is something that's going to be very important in this game as well. I mean, in order for Alvin Kamara to have a successful game, it really helps to have you know very strong blocking up ahead of him. For this, we could also highlight Cesar Ruiz. But I'm going to highlight Adam Troutman because he could potentially get into the mix here in the passing game as well as a quick option for Jameis Winston, close to a line of scrimmage over the middle of the field, quick reads, things like that. Because if there is pressure coming from the interior, they're going to want to get the ball out quickly. And you might be able to get that done with Adam Troutman, who's very close, usually lining up as a true Y or right next to one of the tackles on either side is what that means. And so look for him to get involved in the passing game a bit more in this one and to be a key contributor in the run game. He can't miss those back, uh, those backside split zone blocks that the Saints love to run. He can't have that happen again and then get, you know, Alvin Kamara or, you know, one of these, you know, or Jameis Winston, for instance, also blown up when they run those types of plays. So look out for Adam Troutman, keep an eye out on him, and then we'll see how he has progressed over the course of these last couple of games. Now that he's getting into the first quarter of the season, it's a little bit messed up now because of the 17th game, but you know, first quarter of the season, has he gotten more comfortable and are the Saints going to utilize him a little bit differently? We'll see how that also expands when Nick Vanett is back in the lineup as well. He's still on injured reserve at this time. So I'll be keeping an eye out on big number 82, big fish as they like to call him over at neworleans.football, but he'll be a really interesting one to keep an eye out on in addition to, of course, the ever important Alvin Kamara who has to you know continue to be the workhorse in this game. Will he see 20 or more carries again for the third time this season? We'll find out tomorrow as the New Orleans Saints host the New York Giants. You can see the smile creeping in because I'm about to say it for the first home game that is full capacity since January 5th of 2020. I know I have said it so many times, but it is such an important thing for this team, this community, this fan base, everybody. So very excited for this game tomorrow. Uh, Thank you again so much for tuning in and taking in another bonus episode here this week as we get ready for this matchup. And I appreciate you so much for making me your first listen of your day. Don't forget to check out your second listen over at Locked On Bets. Win yourself some money this weekend with your boy Q and, of course, handicapping expert Lee Sterling. See you at the game tomorrow, potentially. And then we'll be back Sunday night to review this game, recap it, talk all about it. And then you know how it goes. We're here with you every single Monday through Friday, free and on all platforms. For everything in between, make sure you check me out on Twitter at Ross Jackson. Nola, hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how your mom and them and trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.